You're now listening to the River Claremont Podcast. Listen, I'm going to talk to you guys today about God is still a miracle working God and he is still moving supernaturally through the earth and he still wants to move through Jesus. Okay, red shirt, get up please. You in the back, the lady, yep, please get up. Go ahead, close your eyes, lift your hands. I'm saying fire of God. I'm just telling you while I'm preaching, close your eyes. Fire right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So God is still moving supernaturally through the earth. If you look at Revelations chapter 22, it says three times, Jesus is like, I'm going to say it my ad lib, like, bro, I'm coming back quickly. I'm joking, but I'm not. Like, listen, three times in that chapter, he's like, behold. (laughs) Anytime God has to say something three times in one chapter, what's that mean? He says the spirit and the bride say come. The spirit and the bride say come. You can't keep your mouth shut no more. You guys are carriers of the good news. You're carriers of the anointing of God. You're carriers of life. You know, the devil really doesn't care that you're coming to church right now. What he cares about is you actually have an encounter with Jesus and the fire of God hitting your heart. And you leave outside these four walls and begin to preach, teach, and proclaim. And begin to step out, laying hands on the sick, casting out devils, and actually believing that he wants to move throughout the earth. That's what freaks him out. Can you say amen? Now, believe it or not, I am refusing to preach this morning. I really want to have a talk, not a talk, but I want to just give you guys keys and testimonials. I want to, I told the first service, I want to stuff you like a, like a turkey, I think is right. I think that's how you say it, right? You're like, that you put, what do you put inside the turkey? <laughs> we know who does the cooking. Girl, and I'm trying to preach. Oh, walk in, a wind blowing your hair. <laughs> I love you, babe. September 6th will be 21 years that the Lord has given me with my wife. You say, do you really believe in a God of miracles? You ask her how she put a... <laughs> All right, so seriously, my goal is I just want to give you nuggets, testimonies, and it for two reasons. Number one, if you're in this place and you need a bona fide miracle in your body, I don't care if you need limbs to grow back, your heart, your brain, your liver, your eyes, I don't care what it is. I'm going to lay my hands on you and ask God to heal you. Why? Because I believe in the word of God. The Bible says lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You know how I know that's true? Because when I actually got saved, which I'm going to touch on here in a second, I literally watched my wife. I'm in a church. I'm kind of moving ahead of myself. I'm in a church and I messed up in church. I know some of you sanctified folks, that freaks you out, but I promise you God can handle that. Some of y'all right, hold on. But I ain't the one that's going to judge you. I'm just going to grab you, put the fire on you. But I I watched my wife. She had a a, a cyst on her ovary, a kidney infection. They say my my, my baby could die. 
okay? And um, she was already taking medicine. She'd be on the ground in a fetal position. And then I watched the man of God actually say, you come up here. And I was from the streets, and she was Catholic by association. <laughs> so you got two people sitting in a church, like some of y'all, like, I don't know what's going up in this joint. <laughs> you got people falling, people praying. You don't understand that stuff. But you just know you're supposed to be there. So we were like fish out of water, so to speak. But I watched him. My wife went up there, and he said, you know, the next time you go to the – now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I want to make sure I'm saying this one part correctly. Did you tell him you were going to the doctors or no? no I didn't think you did. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Amen? I want to be a genuine evangelist. Not – there was 3 million people. There was 35 people there, bro. The fish was this big. <clears throat> Smith Wigglesworth was very big on that. Do not exaggerate. Keep it straight. Keep it, yes, sir. That's right. Keep it black and white. Keep it honest. I didn't think you did. Well, I remember that part because I said, if you don't get up and go up there, I'm leaving. Because, again, neither one of us, we didn't understand the move of God and the miracles, right, and all that stuff. And um, I watched my wife go up there, and I watched him say to her, the next time you go to the doctor's, now we had doctor's appointments a few days later, the next time you go to the doctor's, there'll be no sign of any infection. The Bible says lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So he lays hands on her, he prays for her, and she did not fall down. Say that, say that with me. She didn't fall down. I really don't care if you fall down or you don't when I pray for you. Norval Hayes prayed for somebody one time. They didn't fall down. Nothing miraculous happened. They left. Guess what? The next day, their miracle manifested. It is not a show up here. You understand? Okay. So we go to the doctors a few days later, and the um, doctor says to her, I don't know how to tell you this, but you don't need surgery. The lump is, or the cyst is gone, and um, you're, you're good. Anne said, I can't explain. No, 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 no. I don't care about the color of his shirt. I'm good. I'm just going to give him, like, my version, babe. No, because if you get me going, no, 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 I love you. My wife will tell you what was on that man's wall. What, what, what color shirt was he wearing? You did scream that. She said, check again. And that Puerto Rican boldness that she had. And, um, and he, she did. She shouted, check again. And um, sure enough, she was healed. Now, now watch this. My baby didn't die, as they said. And my granddaughter, I know some of you all are like, who's that little, little white girl with, with you know, my, daughter, my wife, listen, my, my oldest daughter takes after me. That's Glory. Her mom is Gloria. And the little girl you see us carrying around, that's our granddaughter. And so not only did the devil miss out on trying to take my oldest daughter, but I got another daughter on top of that. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So how you like that, devil? Who in here, by the uplifting of hands, can honestly say in a test, you've seen a bona fide miracle from God? I'm talking about a miraculous salvation. I'm talking about that, that sister, that cousin, that uncle, that maybe it's even you. Like, there ain't no way Ray Ray's getting saved. The names I use are the people I grew up around. Peanut, Ray Ray, all that. All right, so how about a miraculous healing? An undeniable healing. How about a miraculous deliverance? How about miraculous provision? I told you my goal is not to preach. I'm just going to give you word and testimony, word and testimony, stuff you so full. 
So if you need a bona fide miracle at the end, I'm going to call you up here. We're going to pray and we're going to believe God for that miracle. That's number one. Number two, that when you leave here, you understand that God wants to use you supernaturally outside of the four walls with miracle signs and wonders. Can you say amen? I am going to literally do my best just to drop these nuggets. Is that okay? Uh, uh, Leonard Ravenhill said this right here. He said that a man with an experience with God is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. I don't even know who Leonard was. I'd buy him lunch if I could. I don't even think he's still around. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I saw that quote, and I said, praise God. I said, a man with an experience with God. So these people, religious people, will come and tell you, God don't save no more. He don't heal no more. He don't deliver no more. He don't provide no more. Say that, <laughs> Jesus, you better stop it. <laughs> Listen, say this with me. You're too late. Devil, you're too late. You understand? I wasn't raised in church. So kind of breaking down these four areas, miraculously saved, healed, delivered, and provisioned. I'm going to give you a few testimonies. I'll only have you here till 5. Then we'll take a snack and go right into <laughs> 6 o'clock service. As a little boy, my dad leaves. Don't play the violin. I have joy. My dad leaves. My, my grandfather uh, sexually abused me from a little boy up until age 11. My, uh, my parents were married eight times combined, so I always had different stepfathers. Um, one of my first stepfathers was physically abusive. First person, not the last, first person to ever pull a pistol on me. Um, got involved in drugs, started doing every drug you can think of from ecstasy, weed, acid, cocaine, GHP, microdots, hash, you name it. I was putting it in my body and then I got real creative and would try to mix them. I'm telling you, I know God is real because I would have blown myself up if it wasn't for God. And then I got involved in crime and doing things that literally at a young age that could have put me away for five or ten years if I was ever caught. I know we're on camera, so I ain't going to be saying much. And I know Mr. Brett's in here. I don't see him, but I saw him earlier. <laughs> so I ain't giving you no details. I'm just letting you know <laughs> that I had a God-shaped hole in my heart Amen. that only God could fill. And I've put almost every drug you can name in my body, alcohol, hard liquor, you name it, nothing worked. I was a shattered, what some would call schizophrenic, suicidal, raging temper, so on and so forth, but I had a touch from God. Just as the old-timers say, one touch from the hand of God. And so God started reeling me in. One night I was on a sidewalk, and I was high on ecstasy and, 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 and dirty heroin, and etc. and I couldn't walk. And this person comes, and he sits down, and he he, you know, shares the love of God with me, and I didn't get saved that night, but, he, but he, he deposited a seed of God's love in my heart. And like I was telling that brother back there, you know, it, it, that, that seed put a desire for more of God in me. And I began to open up the Bible and smoke blunts at the same time. I knew I would freak out some religious folks, but I promise you, that didn't shake God. 
because if you hang out on the bank long enough, you're going to slip into that water. So I want to say this to encourage you here or on camera. Maybe you're not where you want to be with God, and maybe you're still involved in some things that you shouldn't be doing, but I promise you if you keep pressing in, the fire of God will burn and consume that out of you. The Word of God, life in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So even though I sat there and I'm smoking buns and I'm reading, what I didn't realize is God was hoodwinking me. You understand? I literally had life going into my spirit. Until one day, another brother in the Lord, I'm in a car. Actually, it wasn't my brother yet in the Lord, but he became my brother in the Lord. I'm, I'm driving the car. I'm not on a timer. That's right. First service. I don't know how Pastor Caleb does it. <laughs> God bless him. I love him. But um, I'm sitting there in the car. I drop a friend off. And this, this young man who had the fire of God, had the Holy Ghost, and had the word, and was willing to step outside of the four walls and share the gospel. I'm in my car. I drop off a friend. He comes to my window, and he begins to prophesy over me. And I said, bro, the only vision I see, because he said God showed him a vision, all this stuff. He was right, what he said. But I said, bro, the only vision I see is from this blood I'm smoking. You're crazy. That morning, though, remember how I told you how my wife got healed? It was that following Sunday I went to his church. And I walked into that church, and high out of my mind, smelling bad, all that jazz. But it was like someone stood behind me and walked up behind me with a, with a big bucket of warm oil. It was like warm syrup. And I'm sitting there, and honestly, probably like, maybe a, it might be a few. Let me, let me scan the crowd. But I'm sitting there, I'm like, I oh, don't know, these people are kind of crazy. They're praying, I don't understand what she's saying. He's falling. I don't understand none of this. But deep down, I knew these people have what I want. They have what I need. Yeah. I knew it. I, I knew it. And so, pour the bucket, not literally, but it felt like someone poured a big bucket of warm syrup. My whole body was saturated. My high instantaneously left. Boom. But then I felt amazing. And I was like, and the reason why I mentioned the different drugs I was on is because some of y'all have a past and you know that some of those drugs do different things to your body. And to tell you that it's no match for the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't care how strong those, those drugs are. And all of a sudden, my high's gone, but I feel amazing. And then the preacher goes, <laughs> we got one over here. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Then, the preacher is up on stage and he goes, you. Come up here, kind of like I did with some of these people. And I was like, y'all are more gracious than me because I was like, no. <laughs> my wife will tell you. And it felt like wind hit my back. Boom. I'm up on my feet. Come up on this stage. I'm like, I'm not with this church stuff. But before you know it, I walk up here. And I'm standing just like this. He's standing here. This precious old black lady standing behind me, she's praying. I don't understand nothing she's saying. And this dude looking at me, and he said, lift your hand. I was like, 
I was wrestling with it. But remember how I told you how I would be reading the Bible getting high and God was reeling me in? That was my moment where I slipped into the bank, off the bank. And he said, lift your hand. And before you know it, I lifted my hand. And as I did that, I mean, I just broke. You have to understand with some of the things I just shared with you, parents married eight times, crime, inner city neighborhood, the things I was exposed to at a very young age, all these different things, you know, rage and anger, my dad left, my grandfather who should have stepped in to be a man because his son wasn't instead of you, you know, did what you did for all those years. But watch this. That love, okay, and the work that God did in my heart, that day I lifted my hand to Jesus. Now, remember where we are. I didn't forget where I was at. I'm giving you a testimony on supernatural salvation, miraculous salvation, and deliverance. Okay? The old black lady behind me, I don't understand nothing she's saying, but I understood power. Because she was praying in the Holy Ghost, and when she laid her hands on my back, the power of God hit my body, and I literally felt like something ripped out of my chest. That's why I thank God for the mothers in the house and the praying women that pray, and, the, and the men. And they pray in the Holy Ghost. They're not just praying to pray. But that, that guy said, listen, God has called you to be like a little David. I didn't know who David was. And then, and then he goes, God's placing his armor upon you. I'm like, that's cool. Um, in my head. And then he goes, many will come to the Lord by the testimony in your life. And that's when she laid hands on my back and I felt something rip out of my chest. And if you read the Gospels, how the little kid was convulsed and thrown in fire and water and, 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 and he had a massive deliverance. I was literally set free that day. I left high on the love of Jesus. I was completely set free. I had friends across the street that I would do cocaine with. They looked at me and they're like, Joey was like, bro. He was from Brooklyn. So Joey's like, bro, your face is shining, bro. I said, bro, I got Jesus. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and the whole squad is like, okay. And then his brother, like, like a few days later, comes and knocks on the door. He's got a, 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 a Tech 9 pistol. He's like, bro, the cops are on the, on the way. Here's the bag. Put it in. I said, no. You ain't coming up in my house with no Tech 9, bro. And, and, and I'm, I'm hitting on something. When you radically encounter Jesus and get saved, you got to pick up your cross, deny yourself, and follow him. And you're going to have some friends that aren't going to understand the encounter that you had. You'd be These are guys that I would be in the middle of a club with and stuff broke out. They ain't leaving me. It was not easy. They would be right there. There could be 20 of them and three of us, 2 a.m. in the back of Ybor City. They're not leaving me. So this wasn't like easy for me to tell these people no. But they also ain't the one that was whipped, stripped, and beaten. They didn't take my sin that was as red as scarlet. They weren't nailed to a cross for me. They weren't buried and risen on the third day. You understand? So... I give part of that testimony for two reasons. A, so you know that Jesus is a miraculous Savior and Deliverer. Two, because there may be a few of you in here and you're like, man, I need to really, really, really surrender all to Jesus. And I didn't know that God could do that. And number three, 
you need to get outside the four walls and start telling people about Jesus, telling your testimony and laying hands on the sick and raising the dead and all that good stuff. Can you say amen to that? Praise the Lord, church. All right, I'm going to give you some more testimonies. Is that all right? Bible says you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word. So I just want to stuff you like a turkey this morning. I don't know why I like that. I, I'm not going to lie. I just like that. <laughs> I do. Because I want you like your belly, don't swell up like me. But I want you to like swell up spiritually where you've got to go feed other people. Jesus. So I gave you a salvation and a deliverance. Now I'm going to give you, I gave you a healing one. I'm going to give you a provision one. This is going to be a funny one. You know, <laughs> my wife looked at me, oh God. Say this with me, God's a provider. Lack is not of God. Every single one of you can walk in the blessings of the Lord and overflow. Can you say amen? Okay, we shall live and we shall have everything multiplied as long as we what? Seek first the kingdom of heaven and all his righteousness, right? Put God first and let him bless you. Let him mature you. Let him raise you up. Be faithful so money doesn't take you out. Can you say amen? I can remember sowing my very first offering. I'm going to give you my quick version. <laughs> I'm just messing with her. I had $5 to my name. My daughter was wearing her last dirty diaper. Not like dirty, dirty. Like she was only a few months old. It ain't that dirty. It's like I'm a dad. It's a night service. We're at River Tampa. And it's like 11, 12 at night. I don't know. I don't know anybody. I don't have my credit card. I don't have a debit card, credit card. I have nothing. I have $5 to my name. You can't convince me God can't provide and do miracles. I was sitting there, and Pastor Ronnie did a teaching on it, and it leaped in my heart, and the Lord spoke clear as day to my heart. So, so your last $5. And before offering bucket came, my wife so kindly said to me, it's a long time ago, guys. We've both grown, Okay. <laughs> Don't you put that $5. Because back in the day, I don't know if you can still do it today, but you can go to the 7-Eleven and you can get those little travel packages where you have like two or three diapers in there. Do they still do that today? That's all I had. That was my game plan. I don't know anybody in this church. I'm new. It's almost midnight. This brother preaches till midnight, like this, which I thank God for now. But at that time, I'm like... My daughter's wearing her last dirty diaper. I have $5 to my name. I'm in Brandon, which to me, even though I'm from Tampa, Brandon felt like I was in another world. Like everything about this situation was like not good. And then my wife's saying, don't do it. And all of a sudden, the bucket came. Now, I'm not teaching you this to do it. I'm just showing you what I did. Bucket came from the left. My wife's right here. And I was like, with the finger, having $5 right here. Bam, just dropped it, passed it. She didn't see. She didn't see. The bug keeps going. I'm like, I got this. Praise God. Bro, a few minutes later, hey, did you give you $5? You $5? I'm not saying this to back, brag or boast. I wasn't some like hardcore ran the streets. Matter of fact, I was the funny dude in the group. My friends are the ones doing 10 to 20. Right now, I, I wasn't like the Gotti. Like, so let me not mislead you, okay? But I've had guns pulled on me multiple times. Dudes from New Jersey with blades in front of me. I was more nervous 
with her. She gave me that look, and she was like, "Did you get that last fight off?" Like, like she, like, like she, like I was like, "We're gonna throw my my, my wife." earrings out. She was a tomboy when she was a kid. She'll, she was fighting dudes. I'm not making that up. I've known her since elementary school. She'll fight a dude back then. And so I got a little nervous <laughs> because she's also sitting to my right and that's her power hand. <laughs> if she was to my left, so I did what every man of God should have done. I said, God told me to do it. She said, oh, okay. She got that piece of paper. She got that pen. But she wrote me, like, like she wrote this whole thing. And she said, you better read this. You better read this right now. You better read this right now. Read this, baby. I'm going somewhere with this. And I'm having fun. And the Bible says, be not drunk with wine, whereas it is excessive, be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. And I think I'm dealing with some of that, too. So just hang with me. We're going somewhere. And, um... She, she honestly, it, it, it was rough for her. I don't blame her one bit. And we get in the car. It was a quiet, quiet ride home. I was nervous. I knew at any moment. And guys, it's like midnight. Say midnight. He'll show up at the midnight hour, folks. During the darkest hour when you think, there ain't no way. Lazarus been dead too long. Man, my rent's due. I don't, I, I don't know where I'm going to live. The midnight hour. Say, but God. <laughs> at that moment, I felt at one of the lowest moments in my life because you have to understand, my dad wasn't around. I was raised by, by a single mom who tried her best, but I was raised what you would consider very low income. And so in me, it, it was, I want to provide for my family. So we make it all the way to the house very quietly. We get out of the car. I don't need you to shout at the end of these testimonies. I just want you to receive. Let the deposit hit your heart. Can you say amen to that? Amen. When we pulled out of it, when we got out of the car, I walk up to the door around midnight, and it was kind of dark. I'm staying in a house that I'm not, we just moved there. Ain't nobody there. Nobody has access to the house. Nothing. Nobody lives with us. Nothing. And on my front door is a huge package of what, baby? Was it Huggies or was it Pampers? Because my wife would only allow those two brands. Like, I, I brought home Bright and Morning or something because I was trying to save. And she's like, no, bro, you ain't putting no rash on my kids behind. It, it couldn't be Morning Star or whatever. That, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, that may not sound like a lot to you, but when I sold my last $5, and there's a massive bag of diapers sitting there. And the you could have handed me a million dollars and it would have been the same. And if you ain't a parent, or if you are a parent, you've been there. Some of y'all have been there. I'm telling you that he will supernaturally provide for you. He is the God that will put the coin in the fish's mouth. He is the God that will supernaturally bring it in when you've tried everything, everything in your own strength. You've tried X, Y, Z. God's going to bring it in another way, and that's a word for one of y'all. Somebody in here, you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how we're going to get through this. 
The same way I sowed those $5, putting my total trust in God in the, I tried a book, The Miracle of Huggies, praise God. The same way God provided for my daughter. Whatever it is you need, guys, Jesus will provide. He spoke to me that night. He multiplied my bread and my fish. Do you understand? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. <laughs> praise the Lord. Ha ha, Jesus. Say this with me. I don't chase miracles. I, chase miracles. I walk with Jesus. Jesus. And miracles chase me. Miracles. Say it again. I don't chase miracles. I don't chase, I don't chase the supernatural. I, chase I walk with Jesus. Jesus. And miracles chase me. Hallelujah. Open your Bible to Matthew 19, 26. I'm going to read it to you. By the time you get there, you'll hear it. But it's good to open up your Bibles too. Can you say amen? The Bible says, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. All things with God are possible. I want you to get that so ingrained in your spirit that when you get news of a loved one or a friend who ain't going to make it, your immediate response, all things are possible. When you find out that you lost a job or something fell apart or whatever the situation might be, out of your spirit man should immediately be, all things are possible. To who? Them who believe. You have to have the word dwelling in you richly, the Bible says in Colossians 3.16. Let the word dwell in you richly to the point that, that you don't even have to force it. It's a, it just bubbles up out of you. Two o'clock in the morning, these dudes busted out my windows, get a knock on the door. I come out to cops. Hey, these people smashed out your windows. I used to do that stuff. So I was like, like, the joy of the Lord hit me. And the cop's like, are you okay? I'm laughing. A, because I was like, I used to do that. And B, I just knew God was going to provide me brand new windows. It bubbled right out of me. Why? Because with God, all things are possible. Amen. With my son's finger, one-third of it got chopped off. They brought it, they put it on ice. They brought it to the hospital. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little graphic. They brought it to the hospital on little ice, you know. Took it off, you know, all that jazz. Doctor says, you'll never see his nail. It's gone and we can't sew it back on. All things are possible. My wife immediately, no. His finger will grow back. The doctor said, you'll never see the nail. The bone is gone. Chop clear off. My wife refused. Some of y'all got to get a fight on the inside of you. Some of y'all, when you weren't walking with Jesus, you fight. You just, oh, y'all want to jump me? All right, bro. My wife will tell you, I was in 10th grade. The varsity team came. All my boys were gone. They're all on the bus. Everybody, I mean, we were, there was like 20, 30 of us, but they were all gone. Sometimes it's going to be you standing right there by yourself. Amen. And the varsity team, about 10 of these dudes. And then the tall one, like, my God, bro, you ain't going to lie. In my head, I was like, man, man. But he was standing there, I'm here. 
I already knew I was going to get stomped, so what do you do? You take your shirt off, and literally I, I just run at him. And before I could engage, somebody else comes down, boom, and intervenes. See, that fight, some of y'all, y'all are fighters. Then you get saved. And then the devil comes and he pushes you in your head. (laughs) No, be strong. Be courageous. Be brave. Be men and women of God. When he comes and he pushes on your marriage. Ooh. Ooh. Comes and pushes on your money. Oh. He took my I told you, my parents were married eight times combined. I didn't know how to be a husband. We were about five, six years into our marriage. I didn't know how to be no husband. I knew how to have temper tantrums. I was very good at them. I could smash chairs, smash tables, break door frames, throw the phone over her head just a foot high so it would hit the wall. Because I didn't get my way. You're not submitting. You're not being this. You're not being that. I was uh, fire. She was gasoline. I could say 90 words. She said three, but those three words, whoo, Jesus. (laughs) My God. So then what did I do? I'm going to tell you what I would do. I would pull out the divorce card to manipulate her. I did. I didn't get my way. Pow, how do you like that card? Why? You know how many stepdads I had? It's like funny, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? It's all I knew. But when you allow the Holy Ghost to come and teach you how to be a man of God, teach you how to be a woman of God. My wife had to learn how to be a woman. Truth is, see, I was raised by an Italian mom from the Bronx. We're expressive. We don't hide nothing. We wear how we feel on the skin. If I don't like you, I'm going to tell you, like, I'm that type of person. I'm laughy and I'm jokey, but we're very direct. And sometimes I had to learn to mature because people can't handle that. And my wife, she's very, whoosh. so it's like you got two people that are like, <laughs> I, gotta be, I almost said something right there. <laughs> There's certain parts that I like, though, but I'm not going to go over there. Oh, and let me just put a plug in. Uh, Pastor Marcel and Pastor Fabio are doing marriage um, connect groups, and I want to highly encourage you because I'm going to tell you why. Get plugged in. Come talk to them. Tell you why. Because I'm talking about miraculous, miraculous salvation, miraculous healing, miraculous providing, miraculous uh, 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 marriage restoration, right? So I had to go to my wife. You you ain't going to tell me miracles ain't real. I had to go to my wife, and I sat down with this older uh, men and women of God at that time, and it would be like sitting down with them. They have a fruitful marriage. Can you say amen? Amen. Okay, beautiful children, beautiful, I mean, just the love of God on four feet right here, right? I mean, you get around them, they, I love you. You know what I mean? Like, they walk in it, right? And uh, it's kind of like what my wife and I did back in in those days. They sat me down with this, you know, it would be like sitting down with them, and he, you know what he did to me? Pastor Marcel, he said, look at your wife. And tell her, will you forgive me? No, 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 no. I had to be the one. But, but I thought she was the blame. I manifested. I asking her to forgive, forgive nothing. If she didn't say the stupid junk coming out of her mouth, I wouldn't smash the chair against the wall. Not the answer. If she didn't do this, this, and this, I wouldn't do this. Say he's a miracle worker. worker. All I knew how to do was to run. 
And if I didn't get my way, so I did it. And then he looks at me and he goes, Antonio, and when he said this, I'm telling you, it set me free. Because it came with the anointing. And the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. Can you say amen? amen. Jesus. seen so many water bottles downstairs. Um, he said, Antonio, you're not the Holy Ghost. And when he said that, the anointing hit me. He said, stop trying to fix her. Allow God to do a work in your heart and give her to God and let God, Jesus, boy, I'll cry. I would have lost my wife. You understand? Jesus. You got to let the Holy Ghost do a work in your heart. These aren't like PowerPoints from a revivalist. This is, we're walking proof that God can save, heal, deliver, set free, provide, heal your marriage. Some of y'all know how to yield to the Holy Ghost. See, this was me. I could go into a prison, a youth prison. I didn't need no worship team. That's how I learned how to preach. You got 80 dudes looking at you doing five years of life. Here's the microphone, go. I learned how to yield to the Holy Ghost in that area, and the power of God would fall, and 20, 30 people get baptized in the Holy Ghost, and you'd see the, 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 the guard up on the front row and, you know, just shook by the power of God. I believed that I could literally raise the dead. But I didn't have enough power to say I'm sorry. I didn't have enough humility to say, hey, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me for the words I said to you? We got to learn to, if you want to walk in the supernatural, you want to walk in the miraculous, a, for yourself, and B, so you can be a carrier and release this, you got to allow the Holy Ghost to do a deep, deep work in your heart and let God get your home in order as well. And before you know it, when you begin to walk in that, I saw everything change in my life. My marriage got stronger. My relationship with God got amazing. Blessings begin to manifest in my life spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially. Why? Because I learned to yield to the Holy Ghost in every area and not just where I used to get excited and that was seeing 50 people hit the ground. Jesus. I'm going to give you 13 more testimonies. I'm going to wrap it up. Jesus. Pastor Joe gave me some, a good word of encouragement. I'm on my intro right now. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not even joking with you. Like, th I'm here. And Pastor Joe says, some of your studying is just for you. And, you know, you'll just flow when it's time to flow. You know, you just sound like, praise God, but I want to tell you about that miracle and that miracle and that miracle and that miracle. I got 13 testimonials right here. <laughs> but we're going to follow the Holy Ghost. Thanks for listening to River Claremont's podcast. We pray you were greatly blessed by this message. If you'd like to keep up to date with what's happening at the River Claremont Church, visit us at riverclaremont.com.